0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same.
1: Nick, I've got a question for you. Shoot. I've, I've recently encouraged a couple patients to pursue or develop hobbies. Hobbies? Hobbies. Like stamp collecting? Sure.
0: That that is one hobby. Why is that the, the like stereotype hobby? Is that for me? I, that, for that, that's you. in my mind. That's yeah, the, I don't, that, was, no, that would have been. That is not well on the list. Yeah, stamp collecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not real high on my list of. I am not saying personally that's like my favorite hobbies. hobby. But like when I think about hobbies, like what do people associate with the word hobby? When hobbies? you do free association, yeah, that's the word hobby yeah, comes yeah up, hobby. C- yeah, that says stamp something planting, about you. Does not it not about? What do you think that says about me?
1: And do you really want to get into that?
0: I don't think so. It sounds really it's boring. really
1: boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's
0: but I, But I also sort of, I like admire and am kind of envious of people who find stamp collecting really interesting. Tell me more about that. Well, it seems like it's very doable. Like it's something you like anyone could kind of get into. Okay. Right. You don't it's need accessible. any special qualifications to do it uh-huh. it's very it's that's why you admire. You can kind of do it anywhere you know like i'm asking
1: you why you admire people who do stamp maybe collection.
0: admire maybe maybe envy is closer maybe it's not quite admire yeah i, I don't admire them because like that's such a noble calling okay. um, i just think it's it's cool that there are people who find that really interesting like i think that's awesome Sure. <laughs> you got nothing. I left you <laughs> nothing. speechless. All right, anyway, that was a tangent. I'm sorry. That's um, okay. Tell That's me good. about tell me more about why you're encouraging your clients to take up hobbies.
1: Well there's a there's a treatment for depression. I think I mentioned it before. It's really quite effective called behavioral activation. And what your the goal is to help patients come into contact with things that will provide them with um what we call positive reinforcement, or or things that are just naturally, once you do them, you want to do them again, mm. and and they're engaging and um, and lift your mood. And usually these things are either fun, or there's a sense of accomplishment or meaning behind them. Okay. So you set goals for your clients to kind of pursue some of these ideas, um, and it, and it can be really rewarding for the client, and and really stave off depression symptoms, and it's great, great treatment. Mm. Um, but I've definitely had clients who really struggle and say, I've never really had hobbies mm-hmm. and there's usually a discussion of why that might be an important thing or, or not for that client. But I wonder what your opinion is what yeah. do you think about hobbies for mental health.
0: Well, maybe this goes back to my stamp collecting thing. I, I wonder if part of the, you, why you're getting that response is that people might have very different ideas of what, like People's answer to a free association test when hobbies comes up could, I think there's a lot of variability. Like, I think some people think of it as this kind of weird, quirky thing, like some weirdo in their 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 basement.
1: I don't want to collect stamps. Yeah, I don't want
0: to be a stamp collector. Like, a hobby, like building model rockets or like, I I, I think, I just think people have a. You think everybody thinks like you do? (laughs) They're going to think. What does that mean? (laughs) I'm saying a slice of the population probably has not so positive associations with the term hobbies. Okay. Or or at least non, it's not attractive intuitively mm-hmm. to people. The, 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 idea the, of the term
1: hobby may be somewhat foreign, even though the the actual concept may be. Yeah. Okay. So
0: I think that's just a part of it is to that a lot of people have a pretty narrow idea. Or maybe they know people who have hobbies. Like maybe they have a, a spouse who's super into stamp collecting or to... You know, building electronics stuff or like cosplay or, and and maybe it's maybe there's kind of a um, like a reaction like, well, I don't know, they're they're just a hobby person, they just like have hobbies, and I'm just not I'm not a hobby person.
1: You were mentioning the strangest hobbies. I'm I'm, I'm cosplay is
0: not strange. <laughs> I I have a lot of clients who have cosplay I as don't, a as it's... a hobby.
1: Is there, is there, I think cosplay though and stamp collecting are more obscure hobbies than golf. Let's say, yes. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Maybe I, I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Actually, I would. Be no, I think you're right. Um,
1: I'm just entertained by that. Sorry,
0: but I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily categorize golf as a hobby. It seems see. too general. They so they they kind of a lot of people have the term hobby in a weird way up on a pedestal that it has to be this thing you're like really like nerdy about and you spend all your extra time doing it and you go to conventions and you, you know, you do. And I think that's a part of why, and some people who have those just seem to have always had them. I've just always been into cosplay. So it, I think for a lot of people, hobbies, their idea of hobbies is very narrow and it feels very foreign and kind of unattainable. Like either kind of like you're a hobby person or you're not a hobby person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and for the purposes of this discussion, I use the word hobbies, and I'm actually glad I rarely use that word with clients now. Yeah. Because um, usually, as I have a friend that says, we need to look for activities or things for you to pursue that are meaningful or fun or rewarding, Yeah, um, which maybe is a better, more general description than, than specifically hobbies, because you're saying hobbies, the word hobbies conjures this kind of weird, esoteric group of activities that... Nobody's seem unattainable for yeah, people. Yeah. Uh,
0: yes, but I also think there is something important about the term hobbies over and above just activities you enjoy because I think hobbies does imply a certain amount of like depth and commitment ah, to it, okay. you know? So like, like I I don't know, like I, I like playing basketball, mm-hmm. right? And I play basketball from time to time when I have the chance. But I wouldn't call that a hobby. Like I get a lot of gratification out of it. I get a sense of achievement out of it is I it enjoy a hobby it. no i would not for me you I wouldn't define the, it as a hobby I, for me the way i think of and interact with basketball it is not a hobby right because because it's not there's there's a lack of kind of like depth there to me like i don't feel um it's not something i do regularly i don't have routines around it i don't um and we, we can get into more specifically to what defines a hobby, okay. but i think I think hobby has a little bit more depth and elaboration to it than just something you enjoy doing
1: a, a level of dedication and um yeah than than just kind of it happens every once in a while when I can fit it in
0: yeah, and i think there's I think that's important because I think there's something special that comes from a hobby over and above just an activity you enjoy for example. So um like sports, take sports. You know, for a lot of people sports is something they enjoy, right? A lot of, like playing golf, playing basketball, even just watching sports, right? But there's a different level of enjoyment and satisfaction I think from someone who is a not only enjoys baseball, but is an avid baseball card collector. They know everything about, you know, Mickey Mantle card, like Mickey Mantle rookie cards, and they know how many are out there in existence and how much they go for and how much they, and they, they're they on forums online and they go to conventions and they, I mean, maybe part of this is they're kind of an expert in like a very particular little niche slice of something, right? And mm-hmm. I think there's something really um, beneficial about that that's like good for Psychologically, emotionally, that's kind of like beneficial,
1: we have really definition different definitions of uh, hobbies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm liking this. Okay. This could
0: be me just projecting all over a Cause, topic because that
1: almost sounds obsessive <laughs> 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 where a hobby I, I usually conceptualize a hobby as something you do for fun, something that you do to enjoy your mm-hmm. spare time or something like that.
0: Well no, I, I think there is th- of course, there's probably a range but I think my idea of hobby is it's something that does have a little bit of obsessiveness about it. Okay. It doesn't lead to bad outcomes for you. It's right. not aversive to you. you. You do enjoy it. What's the
1: benefit then of having a hobby?
0: Because you go deeper on something.
1: Why is that beneficial to your mental health? It's a very good question.
0: <laughs> so one aspect, for instance, is that you get a lot of, you can get a lot of esteem and recognition for it so for being sort of a expert in something and it's not that recognition is not
1: like, like external recognition yeah, external esteem esteem
0: but also internal okay right? so it's the what what goes along with being it, it's essentially a specific form of like competence or achievement and and you you talked about with behavioral activation the two kind of components are pleasure and mastery so things you enjoy but also things that you really you yeah, you get a sense of achievement and kind of ownership and competence in. And I think that's where certain hobbies go above and beyond enjoyment and really help people to tap into a sense of achievement, competence, knowledge, which I think for, for probably more people than you would think is actually really important, but they don't have a lot of experience of that in their own life. They don't have a PhD in some really obscure academic discipline where they're the world renowned whatever 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 but you basically anyone can become almost world a world-class expert at something really really tiny
1: you know and that's the, what you think a hobby is more it's, it's becoming an expert or really good at a tiny or, something.
0: or just really knowledgeable about or really kind of adept in or just just really experienced in, so it it could be simple. It, it could be something like you you are like wood carving, for instance. I have uh-huh. a client who's really into wood carving, uh-huh. but he's it's not. He likes all types of wood carving, but he's got this like specific type of, and I I, I can't even describe it exactly. But he it uses these like very specific tools right. that produce this specific kind of look to right. his wood carving, and it's it's pretty uncommon. But there, there's a small group of people out there who are really into that. So he spends, he's got all these like buddies across the country who he communicates with online and he, he goes to, you know, there's a, a convention or something that he goes to pretty regularly. And so to just have this like, this really kind of defined, narrow sort of like specialty, I think really g- gives a, a unique, it adds a really interesting layer to your sense of self. Okay. That I think can be really empowering to people.
1: Yeah. I like that. It's kind of a de- developing a sense of self there in a way. Or, or it, what I, what I find interesting about hobbies, hmm, well, it's going to be redundant, but is the, is the interesting part. Like the fact that somebody out there would say, I love Mickey Mantle cards so much. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I, I'm so into it that I will research, I will go to conferences, I will go, I will talk to people online about whatever that is. That to me is is the fascinating fascinating part of a hobby. It's just yeah. that it, it seems to be something that just they're really into for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. They're just really into it. Um,
0: and I think that that says a lot about your, the ability to, go with something that's just to really follow through and pursue something that maybe most people think is kind of silly or weird or obsessive or obscure, but it's really meaningful to, to you. And to be able to say to yourself, I don't care what other people think. Like, I really like this. I enjoy this. I'm going to go after it. That That's a, like a statement of assertiveness and confidence in yourself that every time you participate in that hobby, you're reinforcing that for yourself. That, yeah. like. I'm important and what I like is important and valuable and it doesn't matter what other people think.
1: Yeah, it's a very differentiating kind of, I'm doing this for me. Yeah. Yeah. So what's interesting though, coming into this conversation, I would say, (laughs) I have a bunch of hobbies. But with your definition, I would say, I don't have any hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I really like picking something up and getting fairly good at it and then Uh going on to something else.
0: And I I think that could be just as, that could be just as much a kind of hobby like I, I don't think hobby has to be one specific thing yeah right or or maybe hobby is a subtype of a broader category we're talking about that doesn't have a a very good name
1: yeah um yeah maybe maybe the definition i think i think it would definitely matter but i do think it's important i think hobbies are important and my my definition of hobbies is a little bit more broad than yours is maybe but um i really think it's mentally stimulating to mm. engage in your hobbies, you know. It, it's very, um, I think, protective in that way, where it's just, it's usually very stimulating, it's um, enjoyable to you. Um, I, I find the the idea of building a new skill is, is really valuable for uh, developing a sense of self and seeing how the world kind of functions and, and integrating knowledge, you know. I think it's a really great activity all the way around. Does
0: it have to involve building a skill? 'Cause you at first you said something that's mentally stimulating. And like frankly uh, Well, I think like developing
1: what, a body of knowledge that's skillful. I mean, I for you to be able to recall every stat Mickey Metal had or whatever. Right. That's a, okay, it's a uh, skill. Okay. Maybe. So
0: I'm I'm trying to distinguish this from say, you know, I play Candy Crush every day and I'm just, you know, like I play a lot of Candy Crush and I know how to play Candy Crush and like is that a hobby?
1: I by my definition Yes, it may not be a great
0: hobby. Why not? Like one of the things implicit in what we're talking about is that some hobbies are are healthy and maybe some are not.
1: <sighs> yeah, and and to be honest, I'd have to think about why I wouldn't call that. I and mean, my first thought was it's not super um constructive, but not a lot of hobbies are. My, my second one is it's not challenging, but it's a game, so there's some mm-hmm. amount of challenge to it. I, th- I think that's important for a hobby. It should kind of challenge you a little bit. Yeah, um, I think
0: there's something about growth in a broad yeah, sense that I go. associate with the idea of hobbies. Yeah. And right. maybe why I think they're beneficial for mental health is that they keep you kind of flexible. Yeah. Like you're kind of growing and you're trying new things and you're developing even yeah. if it's in a really niche particular area. Super narrow. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I yep. think
1: I think the, the idea of just expanding your repertoire mm-hmm. is important. I don't know why Candy Crush irks me as a hobby, <laughs> but it does. hmm And I'm gonna need to think about that. Okay. Do you have an answer? Um
0: I, I think I could imagine a scenario where someone it is a really beneficial hobby, like someone who is And the word that I really associate with hobby is nerdiness, (laughs) as you could probably, (laughs) you're probably not surprised by that. Wow. Like if someone really like, imagine if they, in addition to playing Candy Crush a lot, they had a website where they, they documented every, you know, new iteration of the game and they wrote sort of, they kind of kept a history of Candy Crush and they interviewed people who had had high scores of it at, at different times and they they knew everything about the company and the people who made it. And like seats to me, that would cross over into a, like, a, I mean, maybe a weird obsession, but <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Are they doing this from a cell somewhere? Or? <laughs> yeah, <I don't> know.
0: <laughs> but if, you, but I think there's something different about that than just, you just sit around a lot and play candy crush. Cause you don't know what else to do.
1: Yeah. That, that seems like uh, maybe, and that maybe that's it. Candy crush is something you do. I think probably when you're bored and mm-hmm. not, not something you're like actively pursuing. In my mind. But someone's probably out there that just loves to play Candy Crush and says, like, hey, for an hour tomorrow. And maybe that is their hobby. I know certainly video games have become a hobby to a lot of people.
0: Yeah. And I, I, you know, I totally, I think, you know, it'd be interesting if you, if you polled people and said, is, um, is playing board games a good hobby? And is playing video games a good hobby? Most people would say playing board games, or a lot of people would, more people would endorse board games as a good, productive hobby. And video games is not. And I think that's just a weird like... Generational. Cultural generational thing. Like I think a game can certainly be a a hobby. hobby. Maybe there's something about video games that make them easier to fall into like addictive kind of patterns or something. So maybe you have to be more careful with video games kind of turning a dark corner compared to board games. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think... If nothing else, I hope I hope people get the idea that this is like a fluid thing. It's not like there's you know a certain list of approved right. hobbies that are beneficial for your mental right. health. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I- the interesting question is, what are the aspects of hobbies that are so beneficial? So one one thing that I I that came to mind for me is uh, certainly not all, but a lot of people I know who engage in really healthy hobbies. It seems like one of the reasons is their hobbies often lead to um interpersonal engagement and connection
1: there's a social aspect yeah
0: like even if you're even if your stamp collecting hobby mostly takes place in your basement right with kind of right. dim lights and you're still like you're interacting with people online, you go to the occasional convention you have you know meetups in your city where you it it tends to hobbies tend to connect you with like-minded people who are also interested in those hobbies and I think positive social support and relationships are just, Super important to mental health, and I think often hobbies naturally lead to those. Yeah,
1: I agree. I, I think the um, for me, uh, and this is anecdotal. I realize this, but for me, the, the skill building component of hobbies is so important. To go from hmm. I don't know anything about this or mm-hmm. I'm not good at this to Hey, I'm pretty pretty good at this thing. You know, like oh uh, yeah. Um, I think. You know the, the the period in between, you know, trying a novel activity and then being fairly accomplished at it is such a crucial growth oriented process. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, it seems like a really generalizable skill too. If, if you have a history yeah. of starting off as a total novice who's terrible at things yeah. it, like hobbies and then getting better at them, I got to imagine that would generalize to you're starting a totally different career and you're not very good at it. But that that previous experience with your hobbies, growing and building skill, gives you the kind of confidence that, yeah, I can. I don't know anything about this new career, but I know how to learn. Like I know how to get better. Yep. I know how to stick with stuff.
1: Well, and I think that's important because, I mean, it's rare that I encounter something and go, you know, try it for the first time and go, man, I really suck at that. <laughs> and then and then go, well, I don't ever want to do that again. Usually, right. it's like, oh, man, I really suck at that. I bet if I did that for a couple hours I'd be a lot better though you yeah. know or and that's a mindset that hobbies th- th- facilitate yeah, or yeah I think I think my past and being you know you know and this is gonna sound really cheesy but do you know where I learned this I think <laughs> Boy Scouts Boy Scout you were a Boy Scout yeah I was a Boy Scout too I'm an Eagle Scout no sh- you're an Eagle Scout I am but I think I am impressed it, you know you you do these merit badges when you're a scout like yeah. hey there's a first aid merit badge and you're going to oh, learn how to do this and, yeah. and and as a kid you're timid and you're like what uh-huh. but then you learn it and you practice it and then pretty soon it's time to get the merit badge and you have to go in front of an adult and go here's how you do this yeah and then you go on to the next one it's archery I've never yeah. shot a bow and arrow before and then you're all over the place and pretty soon you're that's You've got to so like talk about the different parts of the boat. And then, so the scouts just kind of exposed you to so many, you tie these knots. Set Te- up this it kind of teaches you how to build hobbies. Oh, it totally does. Huh. Yeah. And so I think being a scout kind of definitely taught me like, don't be afraid of stuff. Just, yeah. y- you're going to suck at everything at right. first. It's okay. Like Keep going. Figure yeah. it out. Um, huh. And maybe that's why I put things down so fast too. It's like, I'm <laughs> Badge once I'm done. I'm like all right, well, I'm good. <laughs>
0: No, that's great, though. And you can imagine two different types of people. Some people really like the depth of really deep diving on one particular hobby and kind sure, of out on sure. it. Sure, And
1: I think I have those, too. But yeah. yeah.
0: And then some people like the kind of the thrill of jumping from new hobbies to new hobbies to right. new hobbies. Right? right. And both seem like they provide a lot of benefits. Both oh, of I think so. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think so. Yeah, it's. I mean. That's fascinating. Hmm. Yeah, it's funny. You know, and, and even going backpacking and stuff with people who weren't scouts, you know, um it was always fun because cause I'd say something and they'd be like, "What? I'm sh- let me show you how to do that." And they'd be like, "How'd you learn how to do?" You know, it just yeah, yeah. Even people who you know are somewhat familiar with what you're doing, yeah. I don't know. It was it was always I thought it was kind of a yeah. really fun skill building. Huh.
0: Yeah. Okay, so here's um, another pretty different one um, benefit of hobbies. I think so. In our work, in our line of work as therapists. I think basically anyone who's a therapist would agree with this is that the bulk of our work comes from basically two things, anxiety and depression. Those are when it comes to mental health struggles, most people's fall generally into one of those two things. Agreed. And if you, one way to look at anxiety and depression is that they are driven by, to a large extent by two, what I would call mental habits that are very similar. Worry and rumination. So people who have anxiety spend a lot of time worrying, and that's a huge contributor to their anxiety, the feeling of anxiety, that they worry a lot. People with depression tend to ruminate a lot. Right. They think back on mistakes, and they, they're just very self-critical. Right, And that tends to be something that really perpetuates and even can make depression a lot worse. Sure. Right. But one of the hard things about anyone who struggles with anxiety or depression is they may know that, that like, yeah, if I didn't worry so much or if I didn't, ru- I wouldn't be as anxious. And if I didn't ruminate so much, my depression would get better. But how do you not worry? Like, how do you not ruminate? When you get hit by kind of this like wave of worry, it's really hard to put that particular thought pattern aside and refocus your attention somewhere else. Definitely. Right? And I suspect one of the reasons some people have a hard time disengaging from worry or rumination or some other unhelpful way of thinking is that they don't have a lot of readily available positive alternatives that they can think about good so i think hobbies when you when you have a hobby it's like having this collection of interesting enjoyable things not only to do but also just to kind of think about you know so like if you're, if you're a stamp collector, right, you've probably got a whole list of stamps you're excited to maybe find in the future and you have ideas for where you could get them and who you could talk to about. And so when you, you know, when you've just got free time, when you're driving home on your commute, having that positive object of attention, that's going to really help you mentally stay in a healthy, productive mindset. But if, but if that's a vacuum, you're going to be much more easily pulled towards more unhelpful styles of thinking yeah.
1: so hobbies give you kind of competing um objects of thought exactly of that's thought. a
0: great way to it's almost like gravity you yeah. know like topics pull your mind to a particular place and you if you if you've been kind of down on yourself that's going to kind of pull your attention but if you can out compete that with something you're really interested in and passionate about awesome
1: yeah i, I totally agree i like that yeah the other part of um uh, the other thing really in common with anxiety and depression, besides rumination or worry, is avoidance. Um, mm-hmm. This this disengagement, you know, and and hobbies definitely require engagement <laughs> to keep them going, you know. Mm. Um, and so, just being engaged. What was that? Sorry, I didn't mute the second one. So we you, <laughs> you gonna, got you your voices. <laughs> <I> was like <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so engaging engagement in something is so important because I think you're right, um, hobbies offer a uh, topic of engagement um so that maybe you're not ruminating or worrying, mm-hmm. maybe, but there's, there's something and and usually the engagement improves your mood, hobbies yeah. are fun, yeah, they're interesting, totally. they're stimulating, and so as far as mental health goes, I mean, they, they definitely serve to just improve your mood. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's good. Hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.